Hi and welcome to our latest One Church podcast. Our vision is to encourage, equip and empower you to discover a life-changing relationship with God. We hope this message will inspire you to discover your full potential. Thanks for listening. So over the last few weeks, um, we've been looking at the Gospels and looking at different people who have had individual one-to-one encounters with Jesus. First, we looked at Saul's journey on the road to Damascus, um, where he encountered um, a blinding light and the, the audible voice of Jesus. And then we looked at the disciples who encountered Jesus calm in the storm. Uh, and finally, we looked at the cripple who encountered the healing power of Jesus at the pool of Bethesda. But sometimes when we're going through difficult times ourselves, we can look at these encounters and think, you know, it's all right for them. They were in the room with Jesus. They were there. They were in his presence every day. They seen with their own eyes. Um, how could you not trust them? How could you not believe? I know that's something that I've thought to myself through hard times. So today I want to look at a miracle um, from the Old Testament. Some of you shout amen. <laughs> a miracle of supernatural provision. It takes place before Jesus walked to earth. Um, but before we go any further, I need to apologise to our friends from pa, uh, Palm Church because a couple of weeks ago they were visiting Freedom City Church and I believe this is what Jim Gibson spoke from. Um, so I, I'm praying for a new revelation for you guys today um, because we don't do refunds. The doors are shut and you're coming with us. So the, the passage I'm reading from today is found in 2 Kings chapter 4. It tells the story of a widow who has just lost her husband. But not only has she just lost her husband, she has two sons who have just lost their father. And as a result, she finds herself in a huge amount of debt. But the creditors who she owes the money to have threatened to come and take her sons as slaves. And that's where we pick up in the story. So 2 Kings 4 verse 1. The wife of a man from the company of the prophets cried out to Elisha, Your servant, my husband, is dead. You know that he feared the Lord, but now his creditor is coming to take my two boys as his slaves. Elisha replied to her, How can I help you? Tell me, what do you have in your house? Your servant has nothing there at all, she said, except a small jar of olive oil. Elisha said, go around and ask all your neighbours for empty jars. Don't just ask for a few. Then go inside and shut the door behind you and your sons. Pour out into all the jars and as each is filled, put them to one side. She left him and shut the door behind her and her sons. They brought the jars to her and she kept pouring. When all the jars were full, she said to her son, bring me another one. But he replied, there's not another jar left. The oil stopped flowing. Then the, the oil stopped flowing. She went and told the man of God and he said, go sell the oil and pay your debts. You and your sons can live on what is left. Amen. Amen. My message title this morning is, don't discard your empty jar. Don't discard your empty jar. The word discard means to get rid of 
especially if useless, worthless, or unwanted. And some of you will know me well that these three words, useless, worthless, and unwanted, are like music to my ears because they're all associated with one of my biggest guilty pleasures. And if you've never tried it before, it's called Gumtree. <laughs> Gumtree is full of useless, worthless, and unwanted treasures. Now, I say treasure because if you've ever been to our house, we have literally furnished our entire home with gold from gum Gumtree. Gumtree is like the holy grail for people's dis discarded treasure. A, pl a place where people sell some of the most amazing things for next to nothing. But why? Why? Because somewhere down the line, the previous owner has become so familiar with what they have that they've stopped appreciating the true value. Trends, fashions and technology have replaced their treasure. And over time they've forgotten how much it's actually worth. And it got me thinking, how often do we discard things because we've stopped appreciating the true value? Jesus knew this feeling. It tells us in the book of Luke that Jesus wasn't valued in his old hometown, not because they didn't know who he was, but because they were so familiar with Jesus the carpenter that they didn't recognize his true worth is Jesus the Messiah. When he arrived as a baby, he was one of the most talked about newborns in the area. But by the time he was 30 and starting his ministry, people discarded him as a fake. Because familiarity is a thief of true value. And that's the question I want to ask you all today. What have you become so used to that over time has lost its true value? Maybe it's your marriage. Has familiarity stolen what was once so precious? Has complacency robbed you of the love and passion that you both once shared? Maybe it's your job. Maybe you've been in this job for a few years now. And the little things that you used to overlook have now become an issue. You've started to pick holes. The same job that you were on your knees praying for is now starting to lose its value. Maybe it's your house, maybe it's your car, your clothes, or maybe it's something you've discarded at the back of your cupboard. Here we see, Jesus, here we see God clear off years' worth of financial debt, save a widow from losing her kids, and still have enough to secure her family for the rest of her life. From what? From useless, worthless, and unwanted empty jars. And that's where I want to talk land today. I want to talk to you about the jars that you and I have discarded. I want us to put ourselves in the shoes of the neighbours from this story. The neighbours who door is being chapped today. The neighbours who are being asked to contribute something. The neighbour who thinks they've got nothing to offer. The neighbour who is absolutely oblivious to how valuable their jar is to saving this family's life. Because the main, the main stars in this story have always been the prophet who instructed the jars or the, the sons who collected the jars or the widow who poured the jars. But the truth is, without the contribution, 
and these neighbours, this miracle would never have happened. Without the small, insignificant jars that they gave, this woman's family would have never survived. The reality is, God saved this family through empty jars. He saved a mother from losing her kids through individuals who came together and gave their youthless, worthless, unwanted jars. I don't know what used to be in your jar, but God is chapping your door today and saying, don't discard it. Don't throw it away. It still has potential. It still has purpose. That empty jar that's been collecting dust, it still has the ability to hold something. It still has the capacity to carry a miracle today. Just because something is empty doesn't change its purpose or its potential. This widow was specifically asked to go and find empty jars. Not full jars, not half full, not quarter full, not shiny, fancy or designer jars, just plain old empty ones. But sometimes we hold back because we don't think what jar can make a difference. You're waiting for something more substantial. You're looking for something bigger to offer. But that's where we're thinking is so flawed when it comes to God. Because whenever we give God from our empty, that's when the miracle starts to flow. I'll never forget the time that I sold a, an old light on Gumtree. The guy seen the advert, he phoned me up, he transferred the funds, the deal was done, he was absolutely delighted with it. All he had to do was come and collect it. But I was going out that day, so I said to Jillian, there's a guy coming to collect something that I've sold on Gumtree. She said, no bother. She says, what was it you, you sold? I said, you know that light at the bottom of the cellar that, uh, that we've now used that's been lying there gathering dust? She said, not the one that's caked in rust and doesn't work and doesn't have any electrics. I says, that's the very one. I says, the guy's delighted with it. She says, you can't sell that, Kenny. She says, that's not even worth 50 pence. She says, there's no way you're handing that over. I says, you're right, I'm not handing it over, you are. <laughs> she was absolutely affronted. But what Jillian had discarded as worthless and useless, this guy is exactly what he was looking for. And some of you are dying inside at the thought of handing over an empty jar. Because everything in you wants to give God a full jar. Our pride and ego wants to hand over a, a, garf, a jar full of gifts or a jar full of talents, a jar full of wisdom and experience or a jar full of money. Because it makes us look so much more valuable, doesn't it? But what if God is chapping your door today and asking for an empty jar because it's nothing to do with what you can do for him but everything to do with what he wants to do through you sometimes we become so obsessed with what we can bring to the table it leaves no room for the Holy Spirit to move sometimes our jars are so ram-packed full of us 
There's no room for God to do the miraculous. John 3, verse 30, as Elaine said, he must increase and I must decrease. More of you, God, and less of us. At the end of last year, I woke up one morning and broke down in tears because my jar was empty. I had nothing left to offer. I was mentally, emotionally, and physically drained. In fact, I was so empty that the team insisted that we take a break. But I started to panic because up until that moment, my jar was always full. Full of vision and passion and ambition. Full of aims, goals and targets. But disappointment, regret and hurt emptied my jar. And the thought of coming back absolutely overwhelmed me. But God said to me this. If you give me your empty, I will pour out more than you could ever imagine. I don't need your 10 year plan, Kenny. I don't need your 5 year or your 1 year. Just give me your empty jar. I was, I was terrified. But it made me realise how much I was depending on me. And the minute I said yes, I felt the Holy Spirit starting to fill me. And someone needs to hear this today. Because the devil wants you to believe that you're finished just because you're empty. But God is saying, your jar is way more valuable to me. When there's more of me, more of him, and less of you. That dream that you've abandoned, that song that you've never finished, that business that you never started, that seed that you never planted, give it to him. God can't fill a jar that you've thrown away, but he can fill an empty one. He can fill empty hands. He can use willing hearts. Give him your jar today. And watch what he does. Jesus said in Matthew 17, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed. A, a scripture that we know all too well, but we've discarded it, haven't we? Nothing is impossible with faith the size of a mustard seed. These neighbours weren't asked to write a cheque and wipe off this, this widow's debt. They weren't asked to adopt their sons and give them a house to live in, they were asked for an empty jar. I could speak all day and all the reasons why we so often discard our jars and miss what God has to offer. But I want to zoom in and focus on what was different this day. How did this woman come to receive such a miraculous breakthrough and discover true freedom? There are so many different things going on in this story that God's navigating, but I believe there is one absolutely crucial thing. These jars were used to carry oil. Oil represents God's Holy Spirit. And jars represent you and I. Regardless of how insignificant you think you are today, you are a vessel that carries the Holy Spirit. But this widow wasn't just asked to go and find one empty vessel. She was told, go and find as many empty vessels as possible. This woman's life was transformed because a community of people came together in unity and created a channel 
for the Holy Spirit to do the unthinkable. Whenever we come together in unity, church, as one body and one spirit, with one purpose, we create a channel for God's power to flow even further than we could ever imagine. Unity is absolutely crucial if we want to see breakthrough. Like the four men who were carried on a stretcher and lowered through the roof to Jesus, they were a vessel of unity that brought healing. Oil doesn't flow where there's division. I'll say that again. Oil doesn't flow where there's division. Unity is a vessel that carries the Holy Spirit from natural to supernatural. It's a channel that brings heaven to earth. Psalm 133 says, How good and pleasant it is when God's people live together in unity. It's like precious oil poured on the head, running down the beard, running down the collar, onto the robe. For where there is unity, God commands his blessing. When we live in unity, walls come crashing down. When we worship in unity, chains fall off. When we pray in unity, prison doors are opened. These neighbours were united. They didn't give their jars for personal gain. They didn't give their jars with a personal agenda. They were empty of themselves for the sake of something greater. The sooner we can get to a place where we are empty of ourselves, empty of ourselves and stand together as one body filled with the Holy Spirit, the sooner we'll see transformation. That's what God's heartbeat is for the church. That we would help transform families and bring restoration, healing and freedom by coming together in unity. These neighbours brought every size, colour, making model. Every jar was different. They didn't compare them. They didn't judge them. They didn't label them and put them in categories. Because they all had one thing in common. They were empty of themselves and ready to be filled. And I believe God wants empty jars this morning. So we can be filled in unity by one Holy Spirit. What do you need to empty yourself of today in order to walk in unity? Maybe it's pride. Maybe it's unforgiveness. Maybe it's regret. When Jesus was tempted in the wilderness, he was physically empty. His body was weak and hungry because he hadn't eaten for 40 days. But although he was empty in the natural, he was full in the spirit. Which meant when the devil came along and tested him, his unity with the Holy Spirit gave him the strength to resist the devil. Although he was empty in the flesh, his jar was full of oil, which gave him the authority to rebuke the devil. When Jesus told the disciples that he was leaving to be with the Father, they started to panic. 
Because the thought of Jesus leaving them left them feeling empty. But Jesus said, don't worry. I'm going to send my Holy Spirit to fill you. Fill you with peace. Fill you with confidence and boldness. It will comfort you, guide you, and give you authority so that we can still walk in unity. In Ephesians 4, Paul writes to the church, urging them to be empty of themselves and live in unity with one another under one spirit. As Andy comes back up to play, it says, As a prisoner of the Lord then, I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. There is one body and one spirit. Just as you were called to one hope, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all, through all and in all. What would the church look like today, guys? If we all brought our empty jars to the table and allowed the Holy Spirit to fill us in unity. Empty of doctrine, empty of denomination, empty of translation. Whether you're charismatic, Pentecostal, brethren or Baptist, there's only one Holy Spirit. What would it look like if we all stood together in unity, regardless of our past, regardless of our differences, regardless of where we've been or what we've done? When the Holy Spirit came and filled the room in the day of Pentecost, it was nothing to do with what they brought. It was everything to do with unity. It says they were standing in one accord, under one roof, praising one God. If we want to see supernatural breakthrough, if we want to see healing, restoration, and freedom start to flow, guys. Unity is absolutely essential. Absolutely essential. The devil is terrified of unity because it's his biggest weapon. Like the widow in that story, he was trying to divide a family. Just like he's trying to divide churches and he's desperate to divide us you and I from God's plans and purposes I believe we could do serious damage in this community if we put our differences aside and allowed the Holy Spirit to unite us for something bigger than ourselves this woman's life was transformed through faith, love and unity you might be sitting there thinking today, that sounds great, Kenny, but my jar's too damaged. It's full of cracks, holes, and fractures. You don't know where I've been. God wants to remind you today that you are the clay and he is the potter. 
if you allow his Holy Spirit to fill you he will smooth out those cracks fill those holes and reshape you as a vessel for his glory I believe even as I'm saying this today the Holy Spirit is filling those who feel useless, worthless and unwanted he's filling those who feel discarded this morning as we sit here under one roof under the unity of the Holy Spirit allow him to fill you right now just close your eyes and allow him to fill you let down your guard and open up some of you are being filled right now with a peace that goes beyond understanding someone's being filled with a strength right now to say no to temptation if you feel anxious this morning give God your jar and allow him to fill you fill you with courage and boldness thank you Holy Spirit I believe healing is flowing all throughout the room this morning whether it's physical emotional or spiritual God says there's healing today in my unity don't need to strive for it you don't need to earn it just accept it he wants to reinstate someone's true value this morning someone who feels useless you feel empty but I want to tell you that if you allow God to fill you with, you, with his Holy Spirit that is the most powerful version you can become not to be filled with your own agenda or filled with the things of the world or filled with all the other things that you've tried that leave you feeling empty eventually allow the Holy Spirit to fill you right now I'm just going to say a simple prayer right now maybe you've never given God your jar at all maybe God's been chasing after you for a long time but you've been filling your life with all sorts of other stuff I want to tell you if you give your life to Jesus this morning it's the best decision you'll ever make and secondly for those who have accepted Jesus when you made that decision you received the Holy Spirit but maybe you've never been baptised in the Holy Spirit baptism in the Holy Spirit takes you to a whole new realm gives you a whole new peace a whole new fire and boldness to do things that you couldn't do on your own so I'm going to pray for both of those things this morning if you want to accept Jesus just echo this prayer in your heart right now 
Lord, thank you for your son, Jesus, who came and died on a cross for me, even though I wasn't worthy. Thank you that he died and he rose again to give me new life. I ask you to come into my life today. I turn away from my old ways and I run towards you, Jesus. And I ask you to come in and change me from this day on. Help me to be more like you. In Jesus' name. If you want to be baptised in the Holy Spirit this morning, open up your heart to receive this. Lord, I thank you for the gift of your Holy Spirit that goes beyond understanding and I open up my heart this morning and I ask you to fill me fill me with the fire of your Holy Spirit fill me to a new dimension fill me to walk into places that I could never go before with a boldness to speak into situations and bring transformation fill me Holy Spirit with your fire with your peace with your guidance tune my ears to hear your voice comfort me in the storm thank you Jesus hey thanks for taking the time to listen in we pray this message has been an encouragement wherever it finds you if you have found it helpful why not share it with someone or leave a comment to find out more and stay connected you can follow us at One Church Scotland through our Facebook Instagram and YouTube take care and have a great week